Hello and welcome to the birdhouse. I am sitting here with Anna Maria Galindo. She has been in the real estate business for 17 years and recently joined my team, the Checkmate Group. She has received the Master Ruby Award as well as the NVAR Platinum Top Producer Award. As well as being a fantastic agent, Anna Maria is a wonderful artist and she specializes in portraits and graphic design. Thank you so much for being here, I'm so excited. Me too, and thank you so much for inviting me. Of I really course, appreciate it. Of course, and the reason I wanted to bring you on because I don't know a lot of other artists in this industry, and I think it's really interesting to have a more, I wanted to have a more in-depth conversation about that because I think we'll probably share a lot of a lot of ideas about real estate and other I'm things sure. too. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like I was telling you, I have a few rapid fire questions and these are the same across the board and already I'm starting to see a lot of similarities and answers from people. Um, but the first one, so you did not grow up in the U.S. I did not. Where did you grow up? I am originally from Colombia, okay. uh, from Bogota, the capital. I moved here to the U.S. Uh, 20 years ago. I came within my husband mm -hmm. and my two boys. Mm -hmm. They were then they were ten years old and four years old. So you've been here most most of your life. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm 53, yeah. so I was 33 yeah. when yeah. when I came. So, how did your hometown influence the way that you behave today? Oh, a lot. I come from a very conservative family. I was raised Catholic. I attended a Catholic only girls Catholic oh, school. Really? Yes, <laughs> we uniform and all, all through high school. Oh yeah, yeah, my entire oh, wow. life. Yeah, boys were not part of my wow. life. No, no, no. That's, That's wow. when I was a teenager. I was not allowed to go to my friend's house if they had a brother, I, an older brother. If they had a younger brother, I was allowed to go. Oh my god! But gosh. if they had a, an older brother that friend that hmm. would be difficult to go to her house there was a lot of restrictions yes yeah. then i'm very very conservative family and uh, i got married when i was 21 and got my first had my first baby when i was 22. oh really yeah Interesting. so that's why that boy is now 31. yeah so we were so i'm 22. so i was already a mom yeah. when i was your wow. age yes that's definitely a little bit more common, I think, than I than I think it is. But, gosh, the idea of me having it, being a mom right now is wild. Yeah. When I think about my, my other son now, he's 24 now. Mm -hmm. and, and, no, I cannot imagine him being yeah. a dad. The other one is different because he's already 31 yeah. and he got married and he has a very stable job and all that. And, and he has a baby. Mm -hmm. So I'm a grandmother. That's awesome, though, because yes. you get to, I mean, I guess that's the, the plus side of having kids a little bit younger is that you yes. get to be a grandmother yeah. for a long time. It is crazy, but yes, yeah. when I think about, oh my goodness, I'm still young, quote unquote yeah. young, but I I am already have adult kids and I can join or enjoy my my grandson that's amazing yeah. i love it yeah and you'll have i mean i i wish i wish my more of i mean i have my grandmother who's still alive but all of my other grandparents have passed away and it would be oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny it's because it was a windy day it knocked it out of my ear um but my my grandparents that i have no idea where it went 
This is so funny. What? The... Huh. Is it in my hair? <laughs> I guess this, this will be the clip that I'll post. <laughs> Where did it go? Alright, I'll figure that out later. <laughs> These are the things that happened when I was recording with Ron. Had a little too much beer. And then when I was recording with Jim, there was a we had the windows open at my house and we could I could hear the geese flying above. Oh my and god. And I'm gonna have oh, to pull cool. a clip from that because I hear the geese and you can hear it in the recording and I go because <laughs> I didn't know what it was. You had beer with Ron. I can't believe that you're not, we are not having at oh, least a can, glass of wine. Oh, we can totally do that. <laughs> I can go get a glass of wine. No. I did it once though and I immediately was like I'm not making any sense with what I'm saying. So maybe an 8% <laughs> beer wasn't a great idea. But anyway, I think it'll be so cool to have, you know, watch your grandkids, like, go to college and oh, stuff yes. like that. Yes, yes. And that'll that little so boy is amazing. He's, yeah. oh, my goodness. I'm yeah. so in love with that little guy. So I guess did did growing up in a really strict, conservative yes, area. Yes, it did. And it's some- so... To answer your question, how did that influence my life? Um, I basically saw my marriage like a passport to freedom, mm-hmm. sadly. Yeah. And anyway, years later, we divorced, and and I didn't want to. I didn't want my boys to feel that way, mm. not at all. And so I gave them what I think it is space and freedom to make their own decisions however I know that all of us are the best parents Mm -hmm. until we become parents (laughs) yeah (laughs) I know what you mean (laughs) so all of us do whatever we do is thinking or totally positive sure that we are doing the best for our kids Mm -hmm. so I, I understand that for my parents that was their very very important yeah. way to raise our kids we are three sisters and one brother mm-hmm. and I'm the oldest one mm-hmm. okay and so that made it harder and anyway so years later we moved to the US and I, I loved it I do I miss my country mm-hmm. no no not at all no I miss my sister the one mm-hmm. that lives in Colombia a lot I miss my family mm-hmm. I miss that but no Sadly, and some people criticize me for that and don't understand that. But no, I don't miss my country. Mm-hmm. When I have been there, I have fun. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, you're ready on. to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ready. Well, it's good that you found your place. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes. Cool. Okay, second one. How has your vision of success changed since you were 20? So around the same time I am now. Wow. Because of the way I, that I was raised... I thought that success was, of course, having a husband or finding a husband mm-hmm. and, and being at home, mother, and that would be, to me, wow, the ideal scenario. In my case, it didn't happen that way. And later, to me, success now is about being happy with who you are or where you are, mm-hmm. regardless of what others think. It's not about possessions. It's not about material things. Of course, it's good to have 
It's really fun there to have material things. Of course. <laughs> it's good to have a great house. It's yeah. good to have a nice car. It's good to have nice clothes. Of course. I love that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's the the essential part in life. You can have all that you I mean people can have all that and be extremely happy unhappy. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that is happiness. But success is just being happy with who you are to me, with who you are and where you are and that that's it. Regardless. Mm-hmm. If you are happy just having an old car or or or, or living by yourself or, or having a dog, having a cat or not having any animals or or not having a car because you love riding the metro, whatever. Mm-hmm. That is success. Yeah. When we make our choices knowing or being confident about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a certain time, and I saw, I asked this because I, I saw this video of this girl talking about how the, your frontal cortex finishes developing for women, like, completely when you're, like, 28 or something, and she was like, it felt like I knew when, when my frontal cortex in my brain was finished developing, because I just understood life all of a sudden <laughs> in her late 20s. Was there a time like that for you, where you, where that switch happened between... I don't know. Through going from, but, like, a family-centric idea of success to kind of a... But what you just said, actually, what came to my mind immediately, which I think makes a lot of sense, when I had my first baby, I was 22. Mm-hmm. Then when I had my second one, I was 28. Two totally different stages in life. Yeah. The first time, I was amazed by having my first baby and it was a great experience but I cannot compare that with having the second baby when I was 28 it was a totally different experience and I can say better from my personal the way that I was feeling about myself about or I don't know I think it was I was a kid having a baby yeah when I was 28 very young mm-hmm. but definitely different I was I I was a woman not a kid having a baby mm-hmm. so I think probably what you just said about the age yeah maybe that's the reason Mm -hmm. but it was a totally different experience there's a song i'm gonna write it down for you i'm i really like folk and country music but real country music not pop country i'll be too good okay there's a song and i'm always recommending jason isbell and tyler childers it's called children of children Uh jason isbell and his mom had him when she was really young and there's this line she was like, I think in her in her mid-teens though, so she was wow. a baby. There's a line riding on my mother's hip, the corn like she was, sh- and she was shorter than the corn or something like that. <sighs> it's such an int- It's kind of it's a sad song, but I think you would like it and maybe relate to it in some way. Yeah, I love country music, but not the very very country. But I, I no, this is perfect. It's yeah. it's mountain country. You okay. know, it's good. like it sounds like a more soft rock or like a yeah yes i love that okay i'm gonna i'll i'll give this to you later but yeah you'll like that one i look forward to listening to that song it's kind of heartbreaking but in a good way (laughs) um but yeah cool i i think that that's i mean six years apart that's a pretty big yeah they are two generations they are two single kids yeah because they never played together Mm -hmm. because they were always in two totally different stages yeah. in life and still are my older brother is four years older than me younger sibling is four years younger than me so 
we all had kind of different and we we were never in like high school together because yeah. I was in eighth grade when my brother was a senior and same with Tommy and it was in, it was it was tough growing up because we were in such different stages of our lives we did not get along but now that we are all mostly grown and moved out we all get along now yep yeah that that is, that is what happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean Tommy my little sibling is like my best friend now and that's great scream at each other every single day when I lived at home <laughs> no that's great yeah it is good are your kids are your kids really close Not very much because Juan Pablo is my older one. Um, he moved out of the area mm-hmm. with his wife and the baby, and he already has a family life, job life. And the other one is still, he lives here in Northern Virginia, and he's 24. He's mm-hmm. not the, the family guy yet. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the future. I think so. Yeah. It'll they'll come around, yeah. Okay, so this is the last rapid fire. Um, and I know this one's difficult since Jim, your partner, uh-huh. was on the podcast. But um, what's one thing no one on this podcast knows about you? Well, just one thing. If it's oh, a, it can be a million things. Many, but yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that is silly, but is I'm obsessed about condensed milk. I love it <laughs> so much. And I don't buy it because I will I will eat it or drink it. I don't know. And that has a lot of sugar and it's straight sugar yes. and milk. Yes. It's crazy, but it's I mean I love it so much that I <laughs> so funny. Condensed milk. Yes. Wow. So good. With like with I'm, ice. Deep secret. Oh my god, with oh, um Do you have like a chopped ice or, yeah. or like a, Oh my god, it's so good. Do you ever have Thai tea? No. Oh, I'm about to change your life. Okay, okay, so Thai tea, like from Thailand, it's this really, it's delicious. It's this bright orange color. You can get it at bubble tea shops uh-huh. a lot. You can find it up here really easily. But it's this tea that then they pour condensed, sweetened condensed milk oh over God. the top so that when you stir it up, it sweetens the tea and it makes a really yummy, like... Yeah, it's so I'm, sometimes when I go to the grocery store and I see the condensed milk, I'm like, oh my gosh, should I buy? No, 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 don't buy. <laughs> you don't oh need gosh. that. That's I'm, one of the things. I'm going to write this down for you, too. Um, we need to go get Thai tea together. Okay, that would be great. Lo- I will love that. That would be yes. so oh much my fun. God. Okay. That is one of the things. Um, another thing that when I started to learn to learn English because when I moved here I didn't speak any English Jim was definitely a huge influence a huge help for me to speak up to because I would never say anything in public or because of my accent mm-hmm. and because what if I say something that is not right what if I I was terrified yeah Yes, I struggle when I have to speak in public. I have gotten a lot better, but that is a very difficult thing for me. Mm-hmm. That even though I have Baloo, I'm not a dog's person. <laughs> I don't like dogs. <laughs> Baloo is like barely a dog. <laughs> people, some people tell me, oh, you have a dog, you're a dog's person. I say, no. No, that's how my mom is too. We had four dogs at one point. She, she I cannot even person. touch a dog. Really? Yeah, no. And and it's, I'm not gonna of course harm them. And I mm-hmm. that to me people that because we are not obligated we humans. Mm-hmm. 
we don't have to get a dog or a cat or any pet. You are not obligated to do that. But if you do it, do it right. Yeah. Just or like don't do it. Kids. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. And um, so, okay, I got that commitment. I love Balu so much yeah. and I take good care of him, but I'm not a dog person. It's the last dog you're going to have. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, check. <laughs> check. How did you get Baloo? Did you show up? No. Uh, my two boys, mm-hmm. their personalities are so different. The older one is the popular, the very confident boy, the one that always had a very busy agenda, mm-hmm. the super cool guy. Yeah. The other one is very shy, very not the popular guy, not the nothing like that. So he started asking for a pet. Mm-hmm. It was not a chance. Yeah. No, we are not. And we gave him a fish. <laughs> So that didn't work, and he was asking me, I want a pet that I can pet, that I can play with. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'm not getting a dog, because I he was nine, ten years old, and I'm going to be the one taking care of the mm-hmm. dog. I said, not a chance. Yeah. Uh, so he said, what about a hamster? I said, no, that's a mouse with pedigree. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> not a chance. A uh, guinea pig, No. A rabbit, no, no yeah. nothing like <laughs> those animals running around my house. Scurrying. Yeah. No, not a chance. Uh, he was very allergic to cats, mm. so cats were not an option. And then he wanted a big dog. He wanted a yellow lab. So I said, okay, I'm going to learn about dogs, what it means to have a dog. And this, so of course, I went to Google University. Mm-hmm. and found, for some people it's going to sound funny, but I had no idea that each dog has a personality, mm-hmm. that dogs, depending on the breed, they are different. They have different needs, different everything. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea that some dogs have fur, some dogs have hair. I had no idea. So then I found this breed. They don't have fur. They have hair, so they don't shed. They are white. They are tiny. They can be like an apartment dog mm-hmm. because if the person is a reader or a computer person, the dog is going to be happy. But if yeah. the person is very active, running, um, and I mean, active outside, the dog is going to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. I read about yellow labs. If you don't exercise the dog at least two hours per day, the dog is going to destroy your house I'm not dealing with that when it's 100 degrees out or minus 5 not a chance so I found this breed ah the other thing is I'm not gonna pick up after a dog that is a big dog because that is proportional to their size Mm -hmm. so not a chance has (laughs) to be a small dog (laughs) and being white I can see if the dog is clean or not Mm -hmm. yeah it sounds crazy Mm -hmm. I know but anyway so I found this Maltese they are cute, tiny, white, hair. They don't need those excessive hours of exercise. Right. They are, I thought, this is the one. So when I told my son, okay, I found it's going to be like a Maltese. And he's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like a hairdresser's yeah. dog. Like yeah. a, no. I said, okay, is that or nothing? Yeah. <laughs> so we, he settled for a Maltese. Oh, no, my God, that little dog. God, 
our heart, our soul, our everything. Oh, oh my God. He is so amazing. Yeah. Even well, James. How Jim? did Baloo come? Oh, well, I found it with a breeder. Oh. And a lot of research, and we went to a breeder, a breeder in Fredericksburg, and I read that don't choose the dog, let the dog choose you. Yeah. So we got there, and they have a few puppies, and this one came to us, mm-hmm. and I was, oh my god, this is so cute, and he was only two pounds, oh, two pounds. not even twelve weeks old. Oh my gosh. He was so tiny, and. I felt crazy in love with him and my son too and actually Jim he only liked big dogs like a golden retriever or German Shepherd or those big dogs and initially he didn't like Baloo Mm. but Baloo totally captured his heart yeah they're besties now yeah and now he's 14 Baloo not Jim yeah (laughs) (laughs) 14 oh my goodness well he's small he's gonna live for a while yeah, he's a tiny guy. Yeah. Okay, so the condensed milk thing is so funny. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, we're going to have to go get Thai tea. Yes. Oh it's an God. interesting no. flavor, but I think you'll like it because it's very sweet because it's condensed milk. Okay, so now into our fun questions. We kind of talked about this earlier, but um, you said that you have always been an artist. Mm-hmm. What's something being an artist has taught you about the business world, about being a real estate agent? I think um, the special attention to detail, definitely. The way that I present my listings because of this graphic design background, I, I put a special attention to that mm-hmm. to make sure that the listings are like highlighted and very well presented, clean, And I'm not talking about the house. I'm talking about the graphic design brochures and like in a very clean and very sophisticated way. Uh, When we talk about the presenting the house that is for a real estate consultation, that's another thing, staging or whatever is needed. But definitely that has helped me a lot. And to because of the attention to detail, to understand the contracts, the, the required forms or addendums, all that definitely... Mm-hmm. because of that has helped me yeah I've noticed people who have artistic or creative brains think about the process very differently than people who yes. are more business or mathematically inclined you know we even see colors differently yeah yeah some people go to, that's blue yeah but that is not it has probably more cyan it's not cyan, yeah. red <laughs> it has too much magenta right right I can say that and yeah it's, it's just blue yeah no it's not just blue just blue come on <laughs> yeah that's cool I think um the detail being detail oriented is a big one and I I personally I don't think the way that my brain works um, with art, I'm detail-oriented when it comes to, like, contracts and stuff because I have to read through contracts a lot before I send it off to make sure I don't mess anything up. But more along the lines of, like, like writing with, like, the listings and stuff like mm-hmm. that and the MLS and at open houses when I'm walking through the house and, you know, fluffing pillows and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Something's other Yeah, the way miss. that we present the properties, it is... It is very, very valuable, mm-hmm. I think. 
Yeah. It is nice. Yeah, for sure. And I love it. I love just creating a flyer for an open yeah. house or a, when I'm creating the brochures or or even writing the language for the brochure. Is all those details or being detailed about it, I like it and yeah. has helped me. It's fun. So, well, I guess this is a, almost a similar question, um, but how does being an artist make you stand out as a real estate agent? So that kind of is included in what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know, maybe because sometimes, because it depends on the client's circumstances, I create or I draw a sketch or a portrait of the house especially for buyers, mm-hmm. sometimes depending on the seller. I could say that all the times when that happened, the buyers love having a drawing of yeah. the house. Yeah. So that also makes a difference. And when they realize, or when I tell them I, I did this, oh, you did? Mm-hmm. They are totally <laughs> surprised because of that. So that's yeah. cool. Mm. When at, at the, um, the meeting with Jim yesterday, the seven, the seven key, mm-hmm. Um, meeting he was talking about how like your accomplishments and how other people might see your accomplishments Mm -hmm. more than you do I think that really is a big part about being an artist because yeah we create so much and we don't see it as an accomplishment anymore just because it's it's part of you yes but then when other people see what you've created it's like oh yeah this is really cool that I can just do this yeah, you know, some a guy that I met years ago in my in my job that that happened in Colombia. But he made a comment that I was wow. One day I was during my break and I was drawing something on a piece of paper. This guy walked by, saw what I was drawing, and he said, "Oh my god!" The guy was a geek. He was crazy with computers, really, <laughs> yeah. really good. So I, he said, "Oh my god." what you can do with a piece of paper. That's crazy. I I really admire that. That's amazing. And I said, no, I admire what you can do with a computer. That's amazing. That's crazy. And he said, no, that's not crazy because everybody can learn that. Yeah. But if you don't have the skills to draw like the way you're doing, you're not going to do it. (laughs) You cannot learn that. Computers, you can learn. Yeah. And I was like, huh. I think you can learn it in some ways, but, I mean, you, you've been creating art since you were a little kid, and I think most people don't think that they can just, like, get into it when they're, like, in their late teens or their 20s or whatever. Yes. But if you start, you're going to get better. I love drawing people, and yeah. that is what I... I love drawing eyes. Mm-hmm. To me, the most... The part of the body that I enjoy the most when I'm drawing are the eyes. I love drawing eyes too. It's super, super, yeah. And, um, and, and most people, I mean, like uh, I cannot do, um, abstract art. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. My creativity doesn't go that way. I have, I'm more realistic. I'm more on the illustration side. And I know that many people cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Even if they have some idea about drawing, I can, I have a good eye for that, but that's something that I cannot explain because I I have been that way Doing my entire life. And interesting to explain. Yes. And I've noticed sometimes when I'm watching how somebody else is, and I think this is where having an artistic mind is really beneficial just in life, is when I'm watching somebody else do something that I then have to mimic, I can do it because I've 
I've learned how to recreate, you know, from, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. nothing. And then and I'll watch other people try to recreate who haven't been creating their whole life and really struggle with it because they, they're not wired to pay attention to the little details and the little, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. This is kind of part of my next question. I often catch myself understanding life very differently than my more business-minded peers. Do you have any advice from me on how I can take advantage of that? If you are 22, mm-hmm. if I could go back in time and have a conversation with my 22-year-old self, I will tell myself, just trust yourself. Don't make decisions based on what others think that is best. I'm not saying be stubborn and do not listen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can listen and you can... But whatever decision you make, just make sure that is because that is what you really mm-hmm. want, what you really... That fits your purpose, your your soul. Yeah. Not only because what is someone else going to think or going to say or my family or my... I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would say that. Yeah. Definitely there's a freedom that comes with choosing for yourself yes and I think that's why I mean that's the whole point of your 20s is to figure out what you you know what feeds your soul and I think if more people understood that and were able to trust their instincts at a younger age you'd be able to start your life a lot sooner you know but nobody can it's something you have to learn no (laughs) and and we don't learn from others mistakes because others don't do that because you're gonna and we still do it no because and you also so I was I was reading about how a lot of anxiety is is you can cure your own anxiety by ex, like exposure therapy pretty much your body will not and your brain will not respond to what your brain is telling itself it'll respond to what your body has experienced so like I'm doing a lot of forcing myself to do more social interactions I don't know how it's gonna go and the more that I do that, the more I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. I don't freak out before I go into a building or something like that. But how is that relevant to what we were talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I do this a lot. That's <laughs> I fine. start talking and then I loop around. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I think letting yourself be scared as hell and then doing it anyway mm-hmm. and trusting that, that it'll be okay. Ugh, that's so hard to do, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm. One of the things that I struggled with was lack of self confidence. So that's why I'm telling you that just trust yourself. Yeah, you are wonderful. You are great. Thank you. And <laughs> and that's what I tell my boys now. I try to, and it's funny. My younger one tells me, "Yeah, you are just my mom." Mm-hmm. What do you? Yeah, mean? but that's yes. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to tell me otherwise because you're my mom. Okay. I'll tell you otherwise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something that I've struggled with is because I've had anxiety for a while. Like, I'm a pretty anxious person, but I've got a good handle on it. The being able to differentiate between intuition and anxiety. So if my intuition is is warning me about something that somebody has done mm-hmm, or if mm-hmm. that's just my anxiety you know what i mean yes did did you do you ever experience that or 
No, um, I don't have anxiety. However, my sister does and my younger son does. Mm. So the little bit that I know about it, I have learned because of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the kind of person that doesn't get crazy about the things that I cannot change. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. there is nothing I can yeah. do about this or that. Time so, to move on. Yeah. Exactly. That. During my teenage years, I was accused of being the type of person that doesn't give a damn. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. It's just that I don't get stressed about the things that I cannot change. Mm-hmm. It's kind and of good not to give a damn sometimes. Yes. <laughs> and my sister, for example, she gets crazy stressed about everything. Mm-hmm. And she gets the anxiety and she gets the panic attacks and she gets all that. I don't. But no, I don't get anxious. That's good. I think that it's definitely something that I'll learn more the later because I think anxiety is more in my head and my intuition is more in my stomach you know what I mean yeah I think I have very good intuition but now or Mm -hmm. or maybe I had before I just didn't (laughs) realize that I don't know and sometimes I can tell like for example if I'm meeting a client a buyer or a seller I can tell when the seller or the client likes me or when definitely we are not gonna be Mm -hmm that I'm going to be the choice for them. Yeah. Can I, you tell, like, before you even meet them, do you have a, a feeling about how it's going to go? No. Yeah. It's until I get that more detailed conversation over the phone or or when we meet in person that I think, mm, this is going nowhere mm-hmm. or, or this was great. Yeah. And even if I don't win the listing or I don't work with that buyer, but sometimes mm-hmm. the personal connection was pretty good. But for different circumstances, they decide or something changed and they are not working with me. But but some, like, I feel like not a chance. We are not a good fit for each other. That's good that you can still leave leave a business opportunity if you know that it's just, like, not going to be a good relationship. But it's now. Not, it was not that way at the beginning. Yeah. No. I think a yeah. lot of, like, business people have trouble doing that. Like, ugh, well, you know, it'll be a good commission, but at the same time, you're going to be miserable the whole time yeah, working at, with somebody yes. who sucks. At some time, I worked at Nordstrom's, mm-hmm. and you, if you work in a, in a store like that, or any type of store retail, uh, you cannot choose your clients. Mm-hmm. If someone comes, you have to be a good salesperson, and, and especially Nordstrom provide the client or the customer the best experience possible. Mm-hmm. And you cannot choose. In real estate, we are, we can do that. Yeah, if God. the person, yes, <laughs> exactly. She's like, no, I'm good. Yes. Yeah. I've heard, yes. I've had a few moments already where I've, I've been just like, I'm not working with this person. Me too. Because of the way that they're they're talking to me and my first transaction ever. Well, it it didn't end up going through because I was like, I can't work with you anymore. It was a renter. Oh my god! And he he was just like off his rocker. Like he he probably twenty five, and it was him and his roommate, and his his credit was absolutely trashed, and he was not being honest with me about that. And then he was getting really mad about the situation, and everything. So it was your like fault? Spam texting me, <laughs> right? 
And I was just like, there's nothing I can do about this. And you're being completely unreasonable the way that you're talking to me. Like, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore because you're insane. <laughs> I didn't say you're insane, yes, but. but he was being crazy. And it wasn't fair because I was like, I'm going to make maybe $200 off of this. I'm done. Yes. I don't need to be getting seven page long paragraphs from like some guy oh my God. at oh. 11 o'clock at night, you know? And that's, that's on the far end of, of having a having trouble with a client but weird oh my god yeah that's so weird. weird yeah yeah i had a guy oh, oh my god a client and then he was hitting on me and i was like no no no, mm-hmm. no, no not a chance we are not working together and mm-hmm. i don't care if he works with yeah. another agent great i just don't want to deal with that yeah they're always we were just talking about this but <laughs> sometimes people just need to learn to be quiet yes yeah. mind your own business and be quiet Solve a lot of problems. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a, a way in Colombia to say, I look prettier when I'm quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I could see that being problematic as well. <laughs> I look prettier when I'm Yeah, we use that in my family. Uh-huh. I didn't say anything because I look prettier when I'm, when I'm, when I'm quiet. Hmm. I don't have that skill, though. Because you're 22. Yeah. Well, if it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not blowing up somebody's phone at 11 p.m., you know, about all the problems. I'm not a troubled client. But if something is not going well or something is wrong or I hear somebody say something that's absolutely mm-hmm. wild, I'm not going to be quiet about it. Yeah, that, that's good. But at the yeah. same time, when that happens to me, I think... I'm not going to waste my time because I'm not going to change your mind. You're not yeah. going to change mine. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Do whatever you want. I'm I've had a good time a few times with people who, I even if I know I'm not going to change their mind, just listening to the batshit crazy things that they're saying to me. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, I'm just like, I'm so glad I don't think about it this way because that's crazy. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> okay. So this, this question, I've, I've talked with a few people about this, and I asked this because when I was, like, 15 and 16, and I had a pretty easy upbringing and high school experience for the most part, I thought that I needed to, like, have more painful experiences and, like, heartbreak and stuff like that to be able to create art. And then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then once I actually had those things... It made me sad and I couldn't create anything. But some people do create art from pain. Are you inspired to create art from joy, pain, or both? And does this align with your business success? Definitely from joy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, nothing about my business. Sometimes when I am drawing, I can play some music. Um, could be just relaxing music, could be, I don't, yeah, more relaxing music. Than, and I totally, totally disconnect. It's like I'm plugging myself from the world and I I don't even feel the time passing by. It's just, it's when I don't have more natural light. When I said, okay, it's late now, my eyes, the older that I, the older I get, my eyes don't work as they used to be when I was younger. So I cannot draw when when it's already late mm-hmm. because I need natural light as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing, but definitely from joy. Nothing, 
pain? No. No, I don't draw. When, if I'm feeling crappy, mm-hmm. I don't draw. Yeah. <laughs> you think um, business is the same way for you? You you have the most successful. Um, you're motivated the most with your business when you're in a happy place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm. I really have passion for what I do, and something that has been a good feedback, or at least to me, very good feedback from many clients is after I have either a buyer's consultation or a listing presentation, many times they have told me, wow, you have a lot of passion for this. So that's, mm-hmm. I, I love it. I, yeah. I, I really like it and I love helping people to find their perfect place or to have a very good selling house experience and I put my heart and all my effort on providing that and and that's my passion mm-hmm. does art so I guess hmm, how do I put this <laughs> so even though you're very passionate about real estate do you find that it it takes a lot of energy or is it similar to art where you can you just kind of do it and it makes you happy and you just make it happen oh no it's totally different you know that very well that we can have like easy going transactions and they flow I mean everything flows fine but sometimes it doesn't and yes can be very very stressful can be and and when you have a lot of other people's money involved mm-hmm. and you feel and you are responsible for that and that is very very stressful again I don't get crazy about the things that I cannot change but I do everything that I can or that I have to to avoid those situations and to so no it's a totally different that drawing is more like um like a very peaceful moment for me myself and I mm-hmm. real estate that passion is when I get other people involved other people needs other people wants and I work for their well-being mm-hmm. for their satisfaction right when it's drawing it's just only me yeah, that's how I feel when I'm taking care of my plants. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I just walk around and look at them. That <laughs> takes a lot of time out of my day. It's just... Do you do you ever talk to your plants? Oh, I do a lot. I don't. I do. Because sometimes I wonder, should I? I don't okay, know. I don't know if this is real or not, but at the same time, I'm kind of like it has to be because it's it's energy that you put out into the world. But there's this TikTok I saw of this girl who had she got three identical plants from the same nursery Mm -hmm. she potted them all at the same time she has the same watering schedule and she put them all in the same windowsill and because people were talking about how their happy plants are the ones that they talk to the most and um there's just this discussion happening on the internet so she did this experiment you know not a very scientific one at that Mm -hmm. because it was Mm -hmm. three Mm -hmm. plants where one plant she'd pick up every day and she'd tell it how pretty it was and how much she loved it and how beautiful and wonderful and how good of a plant it was. The other one she would ignore and then the last one she'd pick up and tell it <laughs> tell it how ugly of a plant it was and how much it sucked and it was bad at being a plant. <laughs> Which breaks my heart, but it's so funny too. <laughs> the plant that she picked up every day and told how much it uh-huh. she loved it. It was like, gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was like flourishing. The one that she didn't do anything to it was fine, but it was like it was nothing nothing great. Nothing compared to the 
best plan. Mm -hmm. And then the one that she was, like, verbally abusing every day was, like, dying. And it was probably just coincidence, but... No, I have heard that a lot. That, yeah, that that they get prettier when you... I just feel like a crazy person talking to talking oh, with a plant I love probably that. i should do it it's fine it feels like they're your little friends you know because they are yeah but i've noticed and when i my energy shifted in my own apartment my plants were happier oh my god <laughs> like it was very strange but i think energy shifts you'll notice it in your plants well now that you mentioned that because i have never been a plants person but Whenever I tried to have a plant, when I was still married to my ex-husband, all my plants died. Yeah. They never survived me. All of them died. I never had a real plant because they all died. Yeah. And after we separated, I had a few, and they were getting so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. And I only had one initially that a friend gave me. And I was, wow, this plant is getting so pretty. And then I got another one. And So the consensus is if your plants are dying you need to dump your boyfriend (laughs) yes oh my god but i mean yeah talk to him it's fun okay i will because last night i have um well it's like a planter but it it has like a four different type of plants it is so beautiful i love it and i have been so busy that i last night i was on my way to bed and i saw oh my god i haven't given them any water and they are dying yeah they were like yeah. So I put some water before I went in bed, and this morning, three of them are back to normal. The other one is still struggling. So what I kind probably of is it? ah, good question. I have no idea. Well, if you no. want some help, you can always send me pictures. Of okay. Okay. I will send you a picture this afternoon. Yeah. And I love my little thing with yeah. two, four different <laughs> plants, but one of them is still. Yeah, well, some they take long. Different plants take longer to bounce back, but even if it does completely well and all the leaves fall off, you could—I don't know what kind of plant it is—but if you trim it back, it'll probably regrow. Okay, it'll just take a while, so it might take okay. a few months before it goes back to normal. But okay, I'll take a picture this afternoon and I'll, yeah, and I'll send, send it to you. you. I yeah. love it. I love that. My house is totally overrun with plants. It's really funny. It's getting to be a problem. It's pretty. Jim loves plants. Oh, yeah. And uh, and sometimes he puts too much water on it. Too generous with the water that damages the floor. Or the, so yeah. I need to make sure. I move. Well, I put all my plants in the sink or the tub when I water them. Oh, he does that too. Yeah. I guess, okay, so another question, and this kind of goes with question three, but that I enjoy asking. Um, and we don't know each other super well. Because I... You just yeah, we just yes. Ago. I am 22, and in this crazy environment, mm-hmm. from what you know about me, what's what's something that you think I really need to hear? What I already told you, which is trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Life is not easy. Yeah. <laughs> so work hard, but not too hard. Mm-hmm. Challenges will come up because that is that they are part of life but if you have anxiety try to not focus on that just try to see the 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 different solutions for or the the different possibilities for each challenge Mm -hmm. and you will find a way you will you will say 
you have this challenge okay I have this option or this or this or what do I do or if there is nothing you can do okay let it go yeah but again I don't know about anxiety because I don't have that so I just saying that from a perspective of someone that doesn't have that condition well I think I mean a lot of issues that come with anxiety and people that have been able to really move on from their own anxieties um I mean they all say like you just have to keep you just have to keep that monologue in your head that's everything is going to be okay and just keep going and it will be okay and you'll be fine She's like, ugh. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and sometimes even when you think, okay, what is the worst thing that can happen because of this? or, or, mm-hmm. or, or and, and then, okay. And if so, yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one I do a lot is what's the worst thing? What's the absolute worst thing that could happen if I, if I do this thing that I'm stressed about? And it never happens. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it is it like, okay, the worst, worst, worst thing that happens. Okay, I die. Okay, so. And then, I'm dead. Okay, exactly. <laughs> when, I think I might have talked about this on another episode, but you'll find this funny. I was going to this club, the Mycological Association first club meeting. And it was at this place I'd never been to out in Maryland. And the website said, from 10 to 4, just stop on by. Which means to me that I can come by at any time during that point. Yeah, between 10 to... Right. Not show up at 10 and stay till 4. But then I pull up into the lot and I'm really stressed out about it because I'm going in by myself. I don't know anybody. I don't know, you know, what's going on. And what was the purpose of that? It was... What's the mushroom club thing I was telling you about? But they were doing DNA lab sequencing. So, like, sending... Like, pulling DNA out from um, fungi samples... And I pull up, and I'm sitting in the lot, and I was it was like 2. And I was like, what if I was supposed to be here at 10, and I'm going to walk in, and there's going to be a bunch of people who turn and look at me and are, like, upset that I didn't get there on time, <laughs> you know? So I call my mom, and I'm like, I'm like I think I fucked up. Like, <laughs> so I'm really nervous. I don't want to go in there. And she's like, honey, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I was like, they're all weird, and, and like, then I just leave. And she was like, yeah. It's going to be great, though. Just go in. It was so funny because I go up. The front door of this building is locked. And I was like, great. You know? <laughs> what I needed. So I go around to the side where there's this little gift shop. I go in through the gift shop. It's a it's like a nature preserve mm-hmm. building. And there was a bunch of clubs of um, people who were, like, identifying trees and stuff like that. So very nerdy, introverted people. And I kind of go into a new place as a loud smiley like chatty Mm -hmm. ball of energy and that throws people off who are (laughs) you know who aren't like that a lot of times so I go in and I'm like saying hi to all the people that I pass because they're you know just like hey and they all kind of look at me like what and I go into the I go into the (laughs) shop there's this guy sitting behind the desk like at the register and I'm like hi I am looking for the the mycological association and he's like it's like, oh, I have no idea where they are. I can hear them. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, the front door was locked. I'm trying to find them. And he was like, he was like, he, he was being kind of gruff and, oh. and weird. But the more I talked to him, I think 
he, he softened up and he started being nice. And I think it's just a, most people in, I think in Northern Virginia have a, have a wall up and then once yes. you are continued to be kind, then it comes down pretty quickly. But I've, every single person up here that I've talked to has a wall up and then I continue being myself and it comes down. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So he gives me a key, and he was like, they're in the back. And I was like, okay, so I so go you through the kitchen. <laughs> right. I, I take the key, and I go out, and he's like, just follow the voices. You'll hear them. And I was like, good, good Lord. Like, this is too much for me. <laughs> so I go in, and I, and I follow the voices. And I go, it's this, they call it the mansion, this building that it's in. And I go back, and I turn a corner, and there's all these people huddled around this table. And I'm like, they don't see me. And I'm like, shit. And I'm standing in the and I'm standing in the doorway and I kind of go like hi, and one of them turns around and looks at me and they all look at me like like who the fuck are you? It was so oh my weird. god! One of the women who I talked to a lot and she's really cool, but she they all looked shocked that I was there. Her name is Saranella. She came out and she was like she was like who are you? And I was like oh I'm Riley. I just saw on the web like I just joined. I just saw on the website to stop on by. And she was still confused and, like, didn't know who I was. And I, I kept explaining it. And she was like, oh, okay, eventually. And she brought me in. She was like, everybody, this is Riley. And it was, like, it was like a group of, like, six people that were there, like, together, like, once a month. And nobody knew ever showed up. And I just appeared, essentially. And they were all really nice, but I totally That's took them off funny. guard. And it was one of those, like, I had to go through. A, I could have left many times. And, and you did it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. But it's not, it's not easy. It's not. No, it's not easy. And uh, but, but even when you, we think about our real estate career, uh, following up with a client, or no, it's not a client, with a person, a potential mm-hmm. seller or buyer, I many times I feel that I don't want to bother that person. Yeah. And then I think, okay, if I call, first thing that is going to happen, I'm going to stay the same. Nothing. Or, yeah. okay, even, even if this person tells me, don't call me again. I don't want to work with you. Okay. Yeah, it'll be weird for 20 seconds, and then I'll be fine. Yes. I think a lot of that anxiety for me about those new experiences comes from when I was working in a kitchen as a line cook because that monologue in my head was totally thrown off because I would think, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen to me today? I could get burned. I could cut myself, and the chef could scream at me. I didn't know that you worked in a restaurant. I did. I was a line cook for a year before, and before that, I worked in restaurants for like five years. But I was a line cook at a French restaurant. So I forgot to tell you something that most people okay. don't know about me. Okay. I love cooking. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I'm I trying cooking. to love cooking again, but working in it again. In so you, you used to love it, and not anymore. Well, yeah, I I loved cooking growing up. And then when I went to VCU, I was there for one semester, and then a job opened up at this restaurant down in Salem, and I took it, and I left school, because it was a French restaurant, and I wanted to learn, and then COVID hit, and it was just not a great experience, because every day, I would go in, and the worst things that could happen always happened, you know, this the, the chef there would scream at me, and oh, it was wow. just horrible, and that kind of threw off that yeah, the, oh, yeah. because the worst things did happen, you know, every day. How long did you work in that restaurant? Just a year. Should have been shorter, but... Yeah, like uh, too long. <laughs> yeah, too too long, but then after that I moved up here. Which restaurant? It's not open anymore. No? Oh, mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yeah, so... But 
that was yeah of course we as just uh, the general public we have no idea what happens in a restaurant behind oh, yeah. closed doors cool. of course well no. I'm really happy yeah. it's getting more popular to have open kitchens where you yes. can see into the kitchen because that's kind of solving a lot of the issues with the abusive chefs and know? actually I think cleaning too yeah, no? yeah. Clean, cleanliness and then also they're not going to scream at their line cooks when everybody in the restaurant will hear them if they do that you know yeah um, you know one of my clients he he was a marine and then now he's a chef so I asked him how do you go from being a marine to become a chef it's really common actually and um, and I asked him if he was cooking when he was in the marines and he said no mm-hmm. no it was and uh, but his answer was amazing I, I, th- I thought it was very interesting when I, I asked him that his answer was because life is too short to do to not do what I love so he loves cooking. That's good. He's so passionate about it. He oh, loves God, it. you have to be so passionate about it to work yeah. in the food industry. Holy crap. Yeah. And not only that, because day, I, I, the way that I see it, too, is when everybody's having fun, you are working. Yeah. And it's that simple. Yeah. So now that and he went to culinary culinary school and all that, and now he's a chef. And, of course, when you ask his family, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? No, I have to work. Um, what are you doing for Christmas? I have to work. What are you doing? For, I mean, it's every single holiday, Mother's Day or Father's Day or whatever yeah. is happening. He's always working. Yeah. Because those are the days that huh. I'm thinking, oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's hard. And and I think one of the reasons why a lot of um, people who were in the military then become cooks is because it's that similar kind of intense structure oh wow you know there's i mean it's a lot of discipline i imagine what i i never saw that show the one with uh, gordon ramsay that they were have you seen that show the uh, that famous chef i don't really like cooking shows anymore because it just stress me out yeah i i heard because i haven't seen that yeah. that he's so nasty with the people around yeah it's ridiculous honestly and it's i mean you're you're cooking food like yeah, no, I, I love cooking, but not in that, that, not to be in a restaurant, not a no. chance. I love cooking in my house. I love yeah. cooking for my family. I, to me, it's very important that the people that I cook for like what I cook. I'm yeah. not going to cook a super fancy thing for myself. No, I'm going to have a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm, if I do something fancier when I'm cooking, I'll sometimes get this like tinge of like anxiety if I'm cooking and a few times I'll have stress dreams about working on the line again if I if I was cooking the day before or something really complicated oh. I get like flashbacks oh I'm sorry oh, it's oh, awful no. I mean I'm it's okay it's, it's kind of funny at this point but geez it's an interesting an interesting job for sure and I didn't like cooking when I was a teenager or mm-hmm. never. I never want to learn and I, ne- I, ne- I was never interested. That mm-hmm. is more recent. And Do you have really nice knives? Yes. Oh, and a knife sharpener. sharpener. I think a, a very sharp knife is the most important oh, yeah. tool in the kitchen. Yeah, and the sharper enough. they are, the less dangerous they exactly. are. Exactly. Because yeah. when they, don't, they are not cutting is when you cut yourself. Mm-hmm. They are yep. so... I have a scar... Don't put my cuticles right here. I don't have my glasses, so I can barely well, see your fingers. 
can kind of see it right here. Oh my goodness. And that's from from working in the kitchen for so long, you know, how you hold things like Yes, this. I, I, I'm not that talented. I, I don't have that training. Oh, well, I'll teach you sometime how, okay, to, how good. to hold a knife. But it's from a very sharp knife sliding down oh. and just skinning that off. And it happens so easily now because it's slightly raised up because it's a scar. Yes. So when I'd be chopping and then it would just whoosh, and then I'd just off and get back to it essentially you know oh. but yeah that's no i don't know life. i have seen of course on tv show that ch- 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 no, no, not that talented well I'm it's really that, easy i mean that trained I, yeah it's it's easy once you get the hang of it because it's just you're tucking your your fingers back so that you're never slicing off the top of your finger it's always you know like this because it's better that than my yeah, that finger entire like finger. This. That yes. would be half of my finger. Now. Yes. No. 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 Yeah. But you you hold what you're working on, and then you you pretty much push it through with your thumb, and you slide back. So like if I was dropping carrots. Yeah, I have seen something that I don't I don't know what brand in cooking in kitchen tools brand I don't remember that is like a I saw that is like a cover for this. So you hold it, hmm. and then you. Like the way that you were describing, you put the knife, but that thing is covering your fingers. But I was thinking that must be very uncomfortable. But I don't know. I, I'll, yeah, I'll take a like look. A, and it seems like I don't a lame excuse, but yeah, once you, it's really fun to chop things really fast once you. Yeah, no, I'm it. not that bad, but I'm not a like a no, no, no. Yeah, I just, but I like the if I'm cutting um, an onion, for example, and because of how detailed I am. Depending on the dish, if the onion has to be not seen, mm-hmm. you're not going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you really want the onion to be seen. Yeah. Because I yeah, hate that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for you. One day we should cook together. That would be so fun. Yes. You were here for the wine and design event that we did last year when I cooked all that food. No. Yeah. It was so funny. One of the, one of the uh, me and Anusia did it. One of the people asked one of the clients. I think it was Anusia's client. Maybe it was Carlisle's. Asked uh-huh. um, who was the caterer because they want to hire the caterer. And was you? And it was me. And I was like, no fucking way. I'm not doing this again because <laughs> I worked in catering as well. So like, I know how to do that. But. I don't know. No, I don't need it. No, no I don't want to do that. But getting back into the food no, I like that when, when I'm having like, okay, friends for dinner and I'm going to make a nice dinner yeah. or I have my family or I think that's a totally different oh, level yeah. of, of I like cooking. And I miss this so much, but in high school, the summer before college, me and my friends would get together every Sunday and I would cook brunch for everybody, like 12 kids. Oh my God. so much fun. And then the boys would clean up. So what type of, if, for example, we say, okay, dryly, let's cook together. What would you like to cook? What kind well, of? Well, I, lo- I, don't, I don't like brunch foods, but I love cooking brunch because it's the kind of bordering, like, pastry and, and food. So I love cooking that. I love cooking Asian I love that, foods. but I love dinner because of the wine mm-hmm. because then I can have a glass of wine while I'm cooking because mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a glass of wine while I'm cooking breakfast. But I'll cook. I like, I mean... Asian, what type of Asian food do you... I need to do more Asian cooking because I don't do it enough, but um, I love cooking American food, honestly, too. My favorite thing ever to make is 
toasted sourdough with whipped ricotta, lemon ricotta, uh-huh. and then arugula, and then I love arugula. garlic and garlic I love arugula and olive oil so roasted tomatoes with a balsamic reduction. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's my because it's it's easy to make, but like and looks so pretty. Really good, exactly. It looks fancy, but it's like a whole meal, and it's cheap too. Yeah, I would love to try that. I love. There's a Colombian thing, and it is funny. Jim says that the second, is his second favorite Colombian thing after me is that, mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh, plantains. Uh-huh. Uh, they are the way that they are made. Um, first of all, you make like a sauce, which is with green onions, tomatoes, and salt and pepper. That's it. Mm-hmm. But it's cooked. Yeah. So it's like um, and that's it. And the the plantains you. Let's think about a plantain that is probably about this big. You cut it, peel it, and cut it in pieces probably like maybe around one inch. Mm -hmm. And then you fry that for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Then take it out, leave it, not get cold, but just a little bit, maybe two or three minutes. So they are not that hot because if they are super hot, they basically become crumbles. Yeah. So then you smash it Mm -hmm. and then put it back to to Mm -hmm. refry Mm-hmm. So it's like a cookie, but it's plantain. Yeah. And then you put salt, and then you put that sauce on top. That sounds good. It is so good. Because I don't, I, I don't love sweet plantains, so but mm. I've never tried them. Oh, those are totally bread. salty. The, those are not sweet at all. Good. It has to be green. Mm-hmm. If you get that, if you, one day we can maybe get together, I can make those, and you can make the one that you mentioned. That'd be so fun. And uh, they can go well together. Mm-hmm. Jim loves those plantains so much. You should do that. He could eat, and it's, it's just time-consuming, mm-hmm. but it's fun, and it's, it is delicious. But sometimes time-consuming. I mean, if I'm yes. to cook, I want it to last a while. <laughs> yes, and, and also it's fun. It depends yeah. on, I mean, if you have company, if you uh, have a good conversation, and that's yeah. why I love open floor plan kitchens yeah because that's one thing in colombia in colombia and where i grew up like all families have maids Mm -hmm. and the maid is cooking so the kitchen's floor plan is not a open floor plan is not an option because the maid is Mm -hmm. in the kitchen and everybody are in i mean all people are in the social area it's different Mm -hmm. so but then I love my kitchen, which is all open, and I can have people around the island drinking yeah. something, getting some so of the herbs and all that, yeah. and I'm at the same time cooking and talking, and I love yeah. that. I would always, so my, when we would cook brunch in high school, I'd be doing most of the cooking, but I was I would always task my friends with, like, making the whipped cream and stuff like that, so they would sit at, this was at my friend Kat, the house that she was living in at the time, um, they had this gorgeous kitchen and then this island that went all the way around and like a bunch of stools went around it so I had the kitchen to myself but all my friends were sitting on the stools and they'd always ask like what, what can we do to help and I'd give them easy little tasks because none of them could cook <laughs> so yes. like they'd sit and you like, want to mess up your right. creation of course right. um, and it, it's just so much fun that environment what if we plant something with a team that would be a blast. Like a, that like would a be great. Party. We can do it in our house. And uh, and maybe get together and yeah. let's plan it. Okay, let's do it. We can just do a few little dishes of things. Yes, like, like. A, what if we do something like um, 
others, different type of others. Mm -hmm. So I can make some type of Colombian stuff like the plantains. Maybe I can make a Colombian style ceviche, mm -hmm. things like that. And I'm so excited. And you can make what you just mentioned. That sounds so good. My yeah. Goodness. And make a dessert or something too. Yes, I can make also a Colombian type mm -hmm. dessert. Oh, that's gonna be a blast. Yes. Oh, and cocktails. Yes. Yes. I and that I don't know. I'm not a. Um, we'll do some fun. Yeah. We'll do some fun. Did but you yeah. know that Jim was a bartender? Of course, in his 20s. In his 20s, so a long time ago. So he knows how to make those. Okay, well, then we'll task him with yes. bartending. Yes. That's He's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> he knows how to do all that stuff. Bartend Is it just a thing that bartenders... In because one of my friends, Samuel, who I met when I was a line cook and he was the bartender, kind of similar to Jim, honestly, and he's also very tall. Really? It's a very similar demeanor. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, Just I, a bartender thing. I and I don't know for how long he was bartending. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was in his 20s. I think it was be before getting his real estate license. So a long, long time ago. I don't know. Yeah. But um, so he knows how to mix a lot of stuff and how to... We could do like... Oh, I'm getting some good ideas. Have you seen... Um, the like really fancy salt rims on different drinks so you like no. dry herbs and then you put different like you um, no you could grind my it knowledge of cooking when i said i like cooking yeah. Riley, well I'm this like is a, just i've never tried it so but it looks so easy <laughs> so this woman she was talking about how she loves making herself really fancy really fancy cocktails Drinks. and one of the ones that i saw was a um I think it was rose and lime salt rim. So she took like margarita salt and then she dried roses and put that in there and then also did lime zest, stirred it all Whoa. up and then she baked it for a few minutes and then like ground it up and that and then it became like this gorgeous salt rim. We'll we'll look at some things. Cool. But yeah. Yes, that would be great. What okay. if we bring it as a subject to the next meeting on Tuesday? Okay. Yeah, so we can plan something, and definitely we can do it in our house. That would be so fun. And that would be great. Uh, well, um, if you would like to reach Anna Maria on Instagram or Facebook, um, she is at Anna Maria VA Homes, at A-N-A-M-A-R-I-A-V-A -A -A Homes. Yes. Yes. Yes, because sometimes people think that it's with double N, the Anna, mm -hmm. and they, they don't find me. Or two Ns or something. It's just yeah. one N. Um, you can also reach me at Riley.Bloomer on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you can also email this podcast at thebirdhouse2023 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being here, Anna Maria. I had a blast. Thank you fun. so much for the invitation. Yeah, I loved our conversation and our coming soon plans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Alrighty, well, And I listeners... look forward to getting to know you better. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to get you and Jim on one time. And maybe I was thinking the whole team would be hilarious. Yes, that would be fun. the whole team. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, and I'll see you next time. Bye to the camera. <laughs>